0: Welcome to the Palmetto Street Church of God message podcast. We pray that you are inspired by today's message and we hope that you share and subscribe to this podcast so that the gospel of Jesus Christ can go forth and reach many people in our world today. Enjoy the message. Uh, If you will, if you have your Bible and you can turn to Luke chapter 2. Uh, verses 8 through 14. I will not be lengthy this morning. We called it uh, my sermon-ish in the computer because it's somewhere between a devotion and a sermon, so that's where we'll land. And uh, between services, I don't want to call any names, but um, Michael Brummels told me that... I should preach every week and I know it didn't have to do with the content. It was much more with the timing of it. So this morning, since you have the children's pastor and I'm used to talking to kids with short attention spans, uh, I just want to share a thought with you this morning. Luke chapter two, verses eight through 14, it says, now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night and behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you, you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace and goodwill towards men. This morning, I just want to share a quick thought with you on moments that changed the world and the perspective from the shepherds this morning, that night in Bethlehem. If you would, bow your heads and pray with me. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to share your word, to speak this morning. God, I'm thankful for a next generation of kids and a church that believes in the next generation of kids and raising them up. God, I pray for the next few minutes that you would anoint this message. Lord, that my words would not be heard, but God, your words would be heard in this room today, Lord, and that your word would go forth and change somebody's heart today. Lord, thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As you're seated this morning, tell the person beside you they're, they're sitting next to the best looking person in the room. I told first service only if that's your spouse, don't turn to the other person beside you. You get in trouble, it's too close to Christmas, we just want everything to go smoothly, okay? This morning, As I was preparing, I got to thinking about moments that changed history, and you probably, like me, can identify with some of those moments that you can point to that maybe changed your life, right? Like a wedding day or a graduation day or things of that nature that have marked your life. You remember where you were, the date. I hope you remember the date of your anniversary. I'm just saying, if you don't, that's another issue, right? But there are some things that you remember, but I want to take it outside of personally this morning. There are dates that probably most of us in this room, depending on your age, your generation, that you can identify with a moment that not just affected your life, but affected uh, the lives of many people. Moments that mark the course of history. And I began to think about some of those moments. For, for some people in the room today, again, depending upon your age, some, one of those moments could be uh, a political figure, like the assassination of President Kennedy. You remember where you were when you heard that news. Martin Luther King Jr., you remember where you were when that news broke over the TV or the radio. For some people in the room, you may remember where you were in 1977, I believe it was, when the death of Elvis came over the airwaves, and you remember exactly where you were. My dad was practicing football on the football field, and it came over the radio. My mom was on her front porch. Some of you can probably identify with those moments as well. You remember where you were. For a different generation of people, you may remember the classroom that you sat in watching the Challenger take off and remember what happened those few moments later. More recent history, some of us can identify with the internet, right, and how that changed things. I would say that changed the world for sure. Some of us can argue for good, some of us maybe for not. The first iPhone, right, we most, everybody in this room carries them around now, right? We live our lives off of those. They certainly changed the world. 9-11, again, a moment where we can remember where we were when these moments happened that changed the course of history and marked our lives. One such moment, and I'm a history buff, I will admit, I'm a nerd. I watch Jeopardy! My wife gives me a hard time about that stuff, so I like useless information somewhat. So I know a lot of dates, and so I won't bore you with a lot of that today. But May 8th, 1945, is one of those days that marked the world and changed the course of history. World War II had been raging for roughly six years at this point with horrific fighting across the globe. The U.S. had been involved in this conflict for going on three and a half years since the events of Pearl Harbor in 1941. And many had probably ever wondered, when will this conflict ever come to an end? When will will the bloodshed, when will the fighting ever end? And on this day, May 8th, 1945, what may have seemed like an ordinary, mundane, regular day, over the airwaves and on the printing presses came some news that caused a great celebration and rejoicing. You see, the German forces had surrendered in Europe that day. News began to break. The war in Europe was over, and now the end of the war completely was in sight. Just a couple months later, it would come to finality. That day, VE Day, it's come to be known, is known as Victory in Europe Day, and celebrations broke out worldwide. The streets of New York, the streets of New Orleans, the streets of London, all across the globe, flooded with people celebrating the ending of the war in Europe. It was a moment that marked the course of history for all time. But if I can shift gears this morning back to Scripture and back to Luke 2, we read of another such event, but this event is different. You see, this event was the event that changed the course of mankind forever. Unlike a person passing away or unlike a war ending, this event, the birth of the Savior of the world, the soon coming King, was an event that not only marked the shepherds, it not only marked the people in Bethlehem and the surrounding areas, but it has come 2,000 years later to still mark you and I as the event and the moment that changed the world forever. The birth of Jesus was so significant, so profound, that the world as it was known would never be the same. But for an event so profound, I find something very interesting, that God would choose to announce this joyous news, these good tidings, the birth of his son, to a group of shepherds tending sheep in a field on a hillside in Bethlehem. You see, on the surface, these shepherds, were some of the most unlikely candidates to hear of this news. You and I would think somebody certainly more important should have heard of this news. It should have been the religious crowd or the rulers of the day. Or maybe it should have been Caesar Augustus, the ruler of the Roman Empire, who had just seized control of all of the Roman Empire. Certainly he should have known of this birth of Jesus first, but yet it was a group of shepherds on a hillside. They were smelly unkept watchers of sheep. If you have lived with a teenager, we'll get there in just a second, you understand smelly and unkept. They slept on the ground. They watched sheep. According to tradition, they were likely young teenagers. Think of the Old Testament, the story of King David, when it's time for him to be anointed as king, and he, they come to find King David, and the brothers are all there, and they look really good, but No, I have one more son, and he's out in the field tending my sheep. King David, just a young teenager at the time. The old men in that culture typically left the tending of sheep to the young men. So we're talking about young teenagers on a hillside that night watching sheep in Bethlehem. Your nativity probably has men with beards and white hair, right? And that's okay, but we're talking teenagers that night on the hillside in Bethlehem they would have ranked pretty low on the societal ladder of importance, right? That nobody was really exalting teenagers up in that time to, or maybe even still to, that level of importance to hear of the birth of the king of the world. You see, these young people held no power. They held no influence. They had nothing to bring this newborn king, nothing to give. Some people believe that these shepherds would have been attending to the temple Flock. I found this interesting. Don't miss this. You see, the lambs that were used in temple sacrifices were often kept in the fields surrounding Birmingham, uh, Birmingham, not Birmingham, Bethlehem. Jesus certainly didn't come in Birmingham. I've been there. He didn't come there. No offense to anybody from Birmingham. He didn't come there. But Bethlehem, the lambs were used, these sin sacrifices, they would have been under the care of these young shepherds on a hillside. In Bethlehem. But on this night in Bethlehem, the shepherds were met with a moment that would shake the course of the world forever. You see, while they were caring for the temple lambs on the hillside in Bethlehem, the lamb was being cared for in a manger in Bethlehem. He was just born while they were preparing the next temple lamb for the upcoming sacrifice, there was a lamb that was born in Bethlehem who would be the ultimate sacrifice for you and I, for all mankind. The shepherds may not have realized it at that moment, but the lambs they were watching were certainly important. But there was a much more important lamb that had come on the scene in the town of Bethlehem in the city of David, born Christ the Lord. And so i I flip forward in the New Testament to Hebrews and I'm reminded of what the writer of Hebrews talks about with the priests and these lambs who were sacrificed that the priest would stand ministering daily, offering these same sacrifices year after year, which could never take away sin. But the writer of Hebrews says, but this man, Jesus, after offering one sacrifice for sin, sat down at the right hand of the father. You see, the lambs that they sacrificed year after year, were, they were good for a year. Those sacrifices were okay. But there was a child born in Bethlehem whose one sacrifice would take away the sin of you and I and the world forever. Amen. His sacrifice was more than enough. And he was born that night in Bethlehem. Could these shepherds have realized the magnitude of that moment and what it would entail? You see... I ask myself, why the shepherds? God could have certainly chose to tell the royalty, the religious leaders. But consider two thoughts with me this morning. Just just two thoughts, I will be brief on why I believe or think that the shepherds could have been the ones that God chose to break this news to. Firstly, the shepherds were humble you see they contained the ability to be humbled by the fact that god chose people like them to learn of these good tidings meaning good news first while it may seem to the common person that people higher up in society would have deserved right? We, knew, we recognize that word. We're guilty of using that word before. They would have deserved to hear this news first. Consider Jesus's words on earth to those religious elite, the Pharisees. He called them broods of vipers. He called them serpents. He called them whitewashed tombs or sepulchers. You see, Jesus, some of his harshest words, he reserved for the Pharisees and the religious elite who believed that they knew everything and they deserved everything. And so could it have been that spirit about them where God says, you know what, I'm going to choose a humble group of shepherds, teenagers out in a field who are willing to carry this good news and handle it appropriately, who would have been humbled and honored by the fact that God would choose them to hear about this news. Just ordinary, normal people who felt like, God, I don't have a lot to offer you, but whatever I have, I'll give to you. And God chooses those people to break this news to. They were common and ordinary, but they were faithful to do the job that they were called to to do. They weren't fancy. They weren't flashy. They smelled. Their clothes were probably dirty. They were just simply called to watch sheep. They didn't think more of themselves, though, than they ought. They simply understood their job, and they were faithful to do it. How honored they must have been that the God of all creation would break this news to them. Church, can I suggest to us today that faithfulness and humility will take you a long way in your walk with God? Faithfulness and humility will take you in the kingdom farther than you could ever go on your own. Be faithful to what he's called you to do and walk in humility before him and before others. The shepherds had the ability to do that and God honored them with these great tidings, this good news that the Savior had been born that day in Bethlehem. Secondly, the shepherds, we see that they have a heart for others and we can turn to scripture and see where this is on display. You could consider these shepherds the world's first evangelists, Truly. Scripture tells us that they made widely known the saying which was told to them after they encountered this Christ child. You see, one encounter with Jesus had marked them. One encounter with Jesus had inspired them to tell everybody that they came in contact with what they had heard, what they experienced, and that the Savior of the world had been born into this world. World. Under normal circumstances, teenage shepherds may not have been the most sought-after sources of information or trustworthy people. Again, if you've raised a teenager, you understand that, right? And so they may not have been the people you look to to break breaking news or to trust with news this heavy. But Scripture tells us that the people who heard it marveled at the things that they said. It could only be God to hear what was being said. God had used an ordinary group of people to share the extraordinary news of the Savior's birth. Ordinary, normal people like you and I that God used to break the news that Jesus was born into this world. This Christmas season, let us as the church, as God's people, take notes from a group of teenage shepherds on a hillside in Bethlehem. Let us walk humbly Let us be faithful with what God's called us to do. Let us not think more of ourselves than we should. I'm guilty of that. We probably all are at times. But let us humble ourselves to remember where we were before God, where we were before this baby Jesus who changed everything for us, where we were before, where he's brought us to now. Let us be faithful to do what he's called us to do. And let us not get so busy in a season where Christmas is always so busy. We've got family gatherings. We've got presents to buy. We've got parties to attend. We've got church duties to fulfill. Everything can take away from the true meaning. Let us not get our eyes off of those two things, Jesus and the other people around us in this season and sharing what he has done for us and what this season is truly all about. If you would stand with me this morning. And pastor is going to come momentarily and close it. And I will share this too as you're standing. Not only walking humbly and walking faithful to do what God's called us to do. But this morning, those shepherds had one encounter with Jesus that marked them forever. The angels came and the angels went. They were gone. But their encounter with Jesus marked them forever. This morning, you may be hearing about this Jesus that we've sung about, we've spoke about, and you may be in need of hope or peace or joy or to experience the love of God today. Let me tell you that one encounter with Jesus can mark your life, and you can leave today different than you walked in, and he will help you on this journey. Make that decision today to encounter this Jesus whose birth we celebrate. This Christmas season, would you bow your heads and pray with me? Father, I thank you for your word that is true. It's timeless, God, and we can turn to it for all the answers that we have in life. God, I thank you that you choose the lowly and the outcast and the downtrodden and the unexpected people of this world to carry out your work here on earth, to carry out your mission. It's a lowly group of teenage shepherds who were faithful, who were humble, and who shared with others the good news of what you had done in their life. God, in this Christmas season, let us be faithful to do what you've called us to do and do it well. Do it with all our might. God, let us be humble to remember that we are nothing without you. Our righteousness is as filthy rags without you. God, you have changed our life. And God, let us share that with others, what you have done for us. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you are inspired by today's message. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and to follow us on our social media. If you would like to give to this ministry, visit us at pscog.org. Stay safe and have an incredible day in Jesus' name.